What's up? What's up? What's up? Let folks join. Thank you so much uh, uh, for joining us today. We're going to let some more people join. Got a great conversation today. Um, Yes, this is my capital prep, Harlem Charter School. We have schools in Bridgeport, Connecticut. We have schools in Harlem. And we also have schools in the Bronx. We also have schools in um, Hartford. And I'm the head of schools for Capital Prep Schools. I'm Dr. Steve Perry. Yeah, he's going right now. He's going to hit the button. And um, what we do is we educate kids from grades pre-K up in Hartford all the way through to 12th grade. And I get the opportunity to work with kids and families and I learn from them. In addition to that, I'm a father. Uh, I have two sons today. The reason why I'm casual is because I had to go down to Philadelphia to pick up my oldest, who's a freshman in college. And he is returning for the first, um, after the first year of school. So it's pretty cool, proud moment, proud dad moment to see him returning home. And what I've seen most recently that I think is consistent with what's going on in the news is I often see how issues that occur in the home have an impact on the children. And one of the ones that, excuse me one second, one of the ones that is especially compelling for me is when parents are going through their mess. When And, and look, I've been married for 23 years. Um, and what I know is that relationships are hard, for real. And I know that whether you are wealthy or poor, um, whether you are middle class or upper middle class, no matter the circumstances in which you grow up, black, white, Asian, other, um, trying to find a way to get along with a partner is a challenge. And we often understate just how difficult it is. Uh, Say yes to the dress has nothing to do with getting married. Um, Any conversations about weddings, it's all part of the same set of issues, which are we focus on the act of getting married, but we don't focus on how to stay married. We don't focus on how to get along through the difficult times. And I believe we're in a divorce culture. We're in a culture where it's easier to just dip, to talk to your friends about how horrible your partner is or um, your your family to talk about and see that there are just so many opportunities for you um, to leave. I don't trip uh, over what adults do because it's, it's grown people's business. And as an educator and social worker, I haven't the time to worry about how to make sure two grown people stay together. My commitment, my interest is in the well-being of the children. Uh, but most recently, uh, very publicly and Bill and Melinda Gates uh, have made the announcement that they're getting a divorce. And 
as the social media universe lights up um, in this macabre delight over the end of a 27 year relationship, the first thing that came to my mind was what about their kids? See, you may not realize this, but when you're going through your mess, your children know all of it. If you cheated or he cheated, they know. If you are someone who is difficult to get along with or he is, they know. If there's abuse, they know. Whatever issues you think the children are unaware of, let me be the first to tell you that they know. They're 100% aware of what's going on in your house because they live with you. They hear you. They hear you arguing with each other. They hear you telling your friends, your parents, or whoever else. These folks are fully aware of what's going on, even when they're little. They see who texted you because they can read. They watch what you do or don't do. They see when you do or don't sit down to dinner. They see that you are or are not affectionate towards one another. Children do not have wisdom. They have instinct. And what their instincts tell them is something is amiss. And when they recognize that something is amiss, they want things to get better. Every child wants their parents to get along. Period. And this is where it gets really, really difficult for children because even when they see one of their parents doing something that they find egregious, like being abusive, they they want to find a way to reconcile that behavior such that they can maintain the love and relationship that they have with that parent while being empathetic towards the other parent. That's just because they live in the house. Here's where the real issue is. The biggest issue that I see with children who are in the home of a divorce or a relationship that is struggling is when you bring them into the issue. When you consult your children like they're your friends, when you talk to your kids about what's going on, about what their mother is doing, about what their father is doing, your little snide comments, your little side eye, your little mm, your little eye roll, all that foolishness, kids don't know what to do with that. Because the kids are trying to figure out, but that's my mom, and that's my dad. And I love my mom, and I love my dad. But I don't like what my mother does to my father. or I don't like what my father does to my mother. And they want to be empathetic to one or both of you. I want to say that again. Your children actually want to be empathetic because they see you in distress. Just because you're in the house with them. Their intuition tells them that you're in distress. But so many adults are so goddamn childish and so undisciplined and so ridiculous with the way in which you handle your business that you vomit 
your issues onto the children. You don't have the discipline, the basic discipline to shut your damn mouth and not talk to your children about grown people's business. That you don't have the capacity to just stop and not talk to your girlfriend while the kid's in the back seat. That you don't stop and think just because they have headphones in, that doesn't mean they're not listening. Dog, listen to me. They're listening. You know your kids are listening when they're not talking. Every single time your kids are in the room and you're going through your foolishness, whether you're telling your friend about it, you're telling your mother about it, or you're talking to a coworker about it, whatever you're going through, they're listening. They hear the whole damn thing. So your lack of discipline, your willingness to just spew, to just vent, is hurting your children. For real. Because you can't wait for them to go to bed. Because you can't wait for you to be in the car by yourself. Because you can't put your goddamn phone down long enough to stop texting your friends. Because they can read. They can see your texts. They can see it. Because you can't and you won't. Then they come to our school. Then they come to our lives. Then they come to those of us who are working with children. And they're a mess. They're a mess. We can see it right on their face as soon as they walk in the building. As soon as they walk in the face, they, oh God, you can just see the, they're just so drained. They didn't sleep last night. They didn't do their homework. They're acting up in class. It's not being who we know them to be. And here's the wild thing. They don't want to tell your business. They actually have more discipline than most parents. Let me say that again. Most children have more discipline to keep their mouths shut about home business than the parents. I cannot tell you how many times I have been in a conversation with parents who are clearly at odds. Clearly. And look, I get it. It's hard being in a relationship. I'm not faulting you for that. If y'all are at a point where it's, it's over for you, I mean, I get it. It happens. It's not a value judgment. I'm not judging you because you are in a relationship that's not working. But I cannot tell you how many times I've been in a meeting with a parent or with two parents and they use this meeting where we're supposed to be talking about what's going on with this child, why his grades are suffering, why her grades are suffering, why they're getting into fights, why they're fussing, why they're getting into foolishness with other kids, all that stuff. I can't tell you how many times I've had parents straight up vomit their business right there. See, that's why I'm telling you, you don't need to be. I'm not your marriage therapist. I'm an educator. I'm a social worker. I'm here for the child and y'all got to be here for the kids. Whatever kind of foolishness that you guys are dealing with, grow up. For real, grow up. Grow up and find some other way to deal with that. Because here we got to be for the kid. The way to stop your relationship drama from turning into childhood trauma is to keep it away from the kids. Now, there are some parts of it you simply cannot. You just can't. When my wife and I have an argument, the house is different. The mood in the house is different. We might not be talking to each other or when we talk to each other, we're not talking to each other in, in, in kind terms. We're not in a space where we're being there for one another. We're not being affectionate towards one another. So our kids can tell. Our kids can tell. That, look, oh, they, here they go. 
but we don't have a right to engage our children in the conversation. They don't need to hear why I'm upset with her or why she's upset with me. Uh, because one, they're kids. Let's just pause there for a second, because I know that many of you think that because your child is the same height that you are, because they have the same build that you do, um, and because they can express their opinion that they are of the same as you, but they are not. They're children. And they don't understand issues between the two people that they love. They don't get that. They want you to, to just figure it out or they want you to, to figure it out, either figure it out and stay together or figure it out and bounce. But they don't want to see the strife. That's just not what they want. And our children of this generation have seen enough people get divorced that they're pretty cool with how this thing is going to end. They actually have reconciled that either way, as long as y'all are not arguing, I'm cool. That's what children want. What children want is for you to find a way to effectively communicate with one another. Period. And they want to be left out of it. They don't want you to say to them, can you believe what your father sent me in a text? How stupid is that? How immature are you? They don't want to hear you talking about their father to your friends or family any more than they want to hear their father talking about their mother to his friends or family. Because when you talk about somebody who they care about, they develop negative feelings towards you. You don't get the empathy that you want. You're not trying to win an election here. You're trying to be a parent. You're not trying to come off as the kindest person in the relationship. You're not trying to come off as the victim. What you're trying to do is raise a child or two or three. And in order to do that, you have to be an adult. You have to be a parent more than anything. You have to find a way to reconcile that you're going to both be going through the difficulties of your relationship and raising the child. So let's get down to the get down. How do you do this? Well, the most important thing that you can do is keep in mind your tone. Excuse me, when you guys are going through your stuff, do what you can to avoid doing it in front of the children. Make sure that you, when you're having this discord, find a time to be an adult and leave the room. When I grew up, we were told that there was children's business and grown people's business. Follow me. Children's business and grown people's business. Children's business is stuff that has to do with kids, things that kids can discuss, topics that children can, can digest, things that have a direct impact on their day or long-term life. Grown people's business is stuff that has nothing to do with them. If your husband cheated on you, it ain't got nothing to do with him being a good father. Let me repeat. If your husband cheated on you, if he's a serial cheater, if he cheats every night, that has nothing to do with him being a good father. If your wife spends all the money y'all got, she's terrible with her finances, that has nothing to do with the fact that she's a caring and loving mother. Your feelings about your partner need to go to your partner. 
That's who you have to beef with. When you share those issues with your children, what happens is your children are trying to reconcile. So do I not like mom because she spends up all the money? Should I be mad at dad because he's cheating? Or should I look at mom and wonder why he's cheating? Or should I look at dad and why he's so stingy with the money? That's what's happening in their little minds. And I want you to understand for a moment. When you, when you are having these conversations in front of your children, because you're trying to work them out. When you're talking to your girlfriend, you're on the phone with, can you believe? And then I said, and then he said, and when you said, I heard, he said, and they heard. And that. When you're doing all those things in front of your children and you act like they can't hear you, you're trying to make sense of what's going on in your life. They are too. The difference is that they don't have as many years on this earth as you do. They don't have the capacity that you do. They don't have the understanding that you do. And even you don't understand it. So if you don't understand what's going on in your life, in your relationship, if your wife is leaving you because she says you put on too much weight, if your husband is leaving you because he wants to go move to a different part of the country and you say that you want to stay close to your family, these are complex topics, man. These are the kinds of topics that people sit, grown people sit in therapy for long periods of time. And they have someone there helping them to reconcile what's going on and they try and work through it. And they, they run this up the flagpole of their friends and family and they talk to even their coworkers about it because they're really trying to make sense of it. But when you do this in front of your kids, man, you make it so hard for the rest of us. You make it so hard for the rest of us because what happens is the kids come to school. And they cry. They fight. They do poorly in class. They develop bad habits with their own relationships. I can't tell you how many times I've seen kids be aggressive towards their partners at very young ages. So young that it doesn't really make sense. This kid is only 11. Why is he being so aggressive towards this little girl? I meet mom, I meet dad. This is the language that they use. He said to the little girl, if you say the skin, I'll kill you. He doesn't know what he's saying because he's parroting what he's hearing at home because he's heard that said at home. I get it. 23 years of marriage, two children and a niece who lives with us now. I know how hard it is to avoid engaging in the topic that's on your mind in front of your kids. I get it. I do. I understand how hard it is when the only thing you can think about is that really nasty text you got on the way to work, that really sharp tone um, that you read in the text this morning as you pulled into the office. I know how much it hurts to look down and learn something about your partner, what they did or didn't do, and how it seems impossible to be able to come into that house when you hate with every fiber of your being, the person who's sleeping in the same bed that you are and how hard it is for you to then turn around and go into your child's room and read to them before they go to bed. I understand how hard it is when the only thing that's racing through your mind is so when we get a divorce, 
we got to sell this house. I'm embarrassed. I'm hurt. How am I going to share this with my friends? We had this big wedding. We had a small wedding. You're trying to reconcile what that means. So do is my name new when I go back to work? Am I no longer Mrs. Such and such? Am I just Ms.? Do I keep that? When all those things are going through your head and your little one's just grabbing on your shirt and he just wants your attention because he wants to show you something and wants you to pay attention to him. I'm asking you to be a parent. No matter what happens to your relationship, with your partner, you have at least, at least 18 years of parenting ahead of you, at least. I don't care if a night turned into you becoming a parent and that means you now are in a relationship with a person who you didn't think you would be spending the rest of your life with. That's, that is what it is. Stuff happens. I don't care if you waited five years and then you guys had a wonderful destination wedding and all your friends and family were there. And for the first five years of your marriage, things were fantastic and you had children and things got even better. And now you're 15 years in, you're 16 years in, you're 20 years in, or you're 27 years in. And your name is Bill and her name is Melinda. No matter who you are, relationships are hard, man. They don't get easier the longer you're in them. You don't ever get divorced because of new issues. The issues that you end up parting ways over were there all along. You're never surprised. If you're going to be like, if we're going to be honest, we're going to have a grown person conversation. They're not blaming you for it, but you're never going to be surprised by why your partner does or doesn't do what it is that she or he does or doesn't do. You're not going to be shocked. Oh, my God, she cheated. I can't imagine that she would do that. Stop lying to yourself. You knew that, that was possible. Look what they do with all this money. Or how come she's not ambitious? Or how come he's not ambitious? Or how come parents are always in our house? These are things that you knew all along. You just decided that you weren't going to make them part of your reality. You just figured you would do something. I, that's like that's the complexities of, of being in a relationship. I get that. I get that. But we have too many kids in our schools who are walking around in a fog right now who have a mom and a dad who they know hate each other. And they know that because you've told them that. For the life of me, I do not understand why. That's not true. I understand why. You want to get the child or children on your side. You want to win that debate. You want to win that election. You want to be the favorite parent. You, When we put the kids in the middle and we both run our separate ways, you want them to follow you. That's not parenting. It's not parenting at all. You're taking your relationship drama and wringing it out over the children to turn it into childhood trauma. When you watch them in their relationships later on in life, you're going to see these moments. You're going to see the way you and your partner dealt with the foolishness that is part of relationships. You're going to see the way he talks to his new wife. You're going to see the way that she talks to her son's father. 
You're going to see the way they communicate. You're going to see yourself in it. You're going to be embarrassed. You're going to be embarrassed because you just passed on bad behavior that you saw when you were growing up to your children, and they're going to do it right in front of your grandkids. So if you will, I know a lot of y'all are going through something at home. It may seem like this thing is coming to an end, and it may be. I believe that you're either fighting to stay together or you're fighting to break up. But the fighting part, it's going to happen. You may decide that you are trying to find a way to work this out. Awesome. Or you may be trying to find a way to get out. Awesome. Whichever direction you're going, that's on you. For me, the big issue, the really big issue is how are you conducting yourself in front of your children? What are you, what position are you putting your children in? Are you making them choose? Are you sharing texts and emails? Are you engaging them in conversations? Are they hearing you talk about their mother or father in the most unfiltered ways? When you're talking to your girl, you're talking about him in the most unfiltered ways. When you're texting, you're doing so in the most unfiltered ways. He doesn't even hear you talk about him like that. He doesn't. You don't talk to him like that. So for your child to look over your shoulder and see you saying things about their father, that doesn't win you uh, favor with them. It actually makes them look at you in a very bad way. But more importantly, it makes them look at themselves in a bad way. They start to blame themselves. What can I do differently as a, as a child? Is my behavior somehow contributing to this? Is there something that I'm doing? Relationship drama, childhood trauma. So like many of you, I saw the reports this week that Bill and Melinda are getting a divorce. As a married person, that doesn't make me feel good at all. As an empathetic person, that doesn't make me feel good at all. If it's the best thing for them, I want them to be happy. If it's the best thing for you, I want you to be happy. But in any case, whether you're the wealthiest husband and wife on earth, or you're among the poorest, doesn't really matter to me. Your income bracket is not what matters to me. How I enter your life is if you bring kids in and those kids become part of my life. I need you to grow up. I need you to show some discipline. I need you to be respectful of yourself and show some respect for your children. When you are going through your foolishness, no talking about your partner in front of your children. Period. If your friend calls while you're driving the kids to practice and she wants to ask you about what's going on in your relationship, you tell her, I can't talk right now. My kids are in the car. When your mom comes over and she wants to give the stink eye to your wife, you pull your mother aside and you remind her that you have children in the house. And she will not contribute to the dissonance and make them feel like there's people that, that y'all are against their mother. When you are on your phone, I need you to realize your kids can read. 
keep it out of their eye, their eye line. For your sake and your children's sake, I need you to be adults in the most difficult part of your life, which is when your relationship is falling apart. I need you to find friends who understand how important it is to be a parent, who understand what it means to respect the boundaries, and that you make a commitment to do all you can to avoid engaging in open dialogue about issues with your partner in front of your children. Reason why we call it no dumb questions is no dumb questions is because we want you to understand that these are the types of topics that we see as educators every day, every single day. And what I want you to understand is that you're not in this alone. The fanciest people you know go through these issues. And the simplest people you know go through these issues. And my objective in having a conversation with you and no dumb questions is so that you'll understand how important it is for us as a community to share what we know. I get to share what I know here, but I also get to share what I know in the schools. And sometimes, like on May 15th, 15th, I get to share what I know on Iyanla's Fix My Life. On May 15th, I will be featured in the final episode of Iyanla Van Zant's Fix My Life. After eight years of educating and entertaining us, Sister Van Zant is hanging up the gloves and on May 15th, she's allowing me to help her with a family of young men, a widower, really, whose wife has passed away and taken with her the heart of the family. This is a tough one to watch two young brothers deal with the difficulties of a life without their mom and to watch their dad try and figure out what he's going to do as a single dad. So Sister Yala and I on May 15th are going to give you some tips and introduce you to a loving family that is going through it. So on May 15th, I invite you to join me as I am a guest on OWN where Sister Iyanla Van Zant will, for the last time, the last time, let that sink in, on Fix My Life, engage in this conversation. So I am excited, bummed, of course, that she won't be doing this work anymore, but on May 15th, you and I will be. So please, May 15th, please join us on Fix My Life on OWN. And next week, we're going to take your questions. Uh, these, Just so you know, this uh, conversation was brought to you by a number of comments that came last week. So we want to take that and turn it into No Dumb Questions today. Uh, next week, we're going to have some more interesting topics. We may have a guest who I'm really, really excited about. I don't want to tell you right now. And um, please keep sending your questions at Dr. Steve Perry on Twitter, at Dr. Steve Perry on Instagram, and you're here on Facebook. So thank you so much and uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Peace.